We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1 a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. Welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Post Game Show. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And not with me today is Brian Goins, our producer and co-founder. He is boycotting. He was very upset by the two turnovers at the end of that game. He said, I'm not coming on the show, and I'm pretty sure he's not going to edit the show either uh, out of spite. So I'm going to have to, <laughs> I'm working overtime after this. Uh, also with me today is our statistician and pun master, Dekas Duncan. Hello, hello. Also joining us today is our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. Hey, hey. And our guest for the program of Distance and Dimes fame, Iman. What's up, homie? Thanks for having me on. She's here. She's. Uh, I imagine she might gloat a little bit. We're gonna have to. Uh, we're gonna have to fight back as Heat Nation. Oh, I'm caught in the middle. So, uh, but I think I think this is a really interesting kind of post show because, regardless of how the like the last thirty seconds of that game went. I wanted to talk about the exact same thing because these are two teams that I think are really well coached, probably the two best coached teams in the East. That is right, Budenholzer. You're not involved in this conversation. It is a Nick Nurse and Eric Spolster conference. Um, and the thing that 100% stuck out was 
the way that the Raptors defended Duncan Robinson, all of us are tweeting about it. It was pretty there. Nikai is the only team that has done this. Only team that's done it successfully, at least. Tinker's <laughs> been blitzing Duncan off of those handoffs. That was one of the things that stood out during the scrimmages. But um, Denver tried to play. Denver plays an aggressive screen defense anyway. But they tried to jump some of those dribble handoffs. And Toronto just completely erased it. Um, very smart move by them putting OG on Bam Adebayo today. Um, in preparation of that dribble handoff, you saw there was an instance of it in the second quarter where they tried to run the dribble handoff on the left side of the floor. Quick switch, Nolan Powell jumps in front of Bam, kind of take away that role. Um, ended up being a late clock turnover because Miami just didn't have an open for it. Um, Duncan didn't. Re- and Duncan's gotten good at that little dub pass. Yeah. Yeah, it's very timing based, and Toronto disrupted that. Um, that's a credit to Nick Nurse. It's a credit to the players on the floor. And once that went away, once that was taken away, you saw the issues of Miami in our court. Kendrick Nunn what becomes their best spot up, uh, their best pull up shooter in the half court once you take away Duncan Robinson. And Kendrick Nunn had absolutely nothing to the ride today. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Uh, Happy birthday, Kendrick. <laughs> oh no, is it his birthday? Yes. Oh man. <laughs> Not the best game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Iman, how much how much are the Raptors doing stuff like I mean, I, I know I watch a lot of the games, but I know you watch a lot more closely. How much of the stuff are they doing with like OG kind of on a big able to switch kind of actions like that? Really, really going over screens and erasing shooters like that. That that's part look when we talk about the Raptors defense as a whole and everyone kind of talking about, you know, this is this has been something that we've all been harping on, which is the fact that like no Raptors probably going to make an All NBA team, All Defensive team, <laughs> and like OG and just being such an integral part of that. The fact that the Raptors can use him on a big like he did on on Bam Adebayo just allows for like we saw it yesterday too. They they just went up against Anthony Davis and um and OG played on LeBron. Siakam was on AD, but it was exactly the same thing of just like being uh, being able to put one of their guys on a big and just stop absolutely sort of any sort of movement the rest of the team has and taking away pretty much all of their offense, forcing uh, teams half court offense to just stall completely. And um, yeah, the Raptors are a special team that way because they have so many guys that can switch and you can put a guy like OG on, on a big. I thought that, that like they could not, Miami could not get any favorable matchups up until Goran started doing a lot more isolation stuff. That was that was like was is that retro Goran? Like maybe I haven't paid enough attention legit, to the Heat this year. One of the best isolation players in the league. It He's felt like, like yeah, it felt like it was like 2016 or like 2015. Like I felt like it, has Goran not taken a step back in that way at all? Because he was special tonight. I don't know. The guys, was it he had like 1.16 points per possession in isolation? Is something ridiculous like that yeah, uh, per synergy? Him. Again, I kind of mentioned it on um, prior pods, but him adding um, a step back three, a side step three, has kind of opened things up because now teams have to play him a little tighter on the perimeter. And that's yeah. him to get to the rim, which is his real bread and butter, kind of throwing those elbows in there. So, uh, yeah, he's, he really turned things around in the third quarter for a key team that just didn't have any kind of answer in the half court. Is he so- the Heat's best ISO player? Like, is that yep. who you sort of trust in the half court when things sort of slow down? You don't have the dribble handoff and you don't have all of that action off ball. Is he the one you're trusting? Uh, it- personally, I think it would depend on the matchup. Um, I, you know, personally always want the ball in Bam's hands just because I think he's the best player and I think he can do the most things when the offense is centered around him. 
maybe not as an ISO guy, but especially not in this matchup. I mean, we talked about OG. Bam just had nothing for OG the entire game. And I've never seen anything like it from Bam, who has been really good all year, but like especially recently and especially last game. Like credit to OG. Bam just had nothing nothing for him. And I mean, since Jimmy can't really hit jump shots anymore, um, yeah, I would say Goron's their ISO guy that yeah, I would that, trust. That really that hurts Jimmy. I think as a passer, like I think Goron's a little oversold as a passer. I don't think he's the best guy. He can't really find those pocket angles very well. Jimmy's really good at that. So you kinda like it when he's ISOing because kind of he can get guys to collapse and hit dudes in the corner when Goran kind of struggles with that. Uh, but just like if you need a bucket, just the, the jump shooting and even the pull-up stuff. I mean, Goran can pull up at the free throw line, and I think you're really comfortable with him scoring in that position and kind of getting contact. Um, he was probably their best player today. Uh, Duncan completely gone, and I think that that kind of shows you how – and we've talked a lot about this on the show – how much of their offense hinges on Duncan and how their third best player was pretty pretty much neutralized couldn't get anything going even when he was getting open looks kind of in the third quarter he got that that corner three uh that fred kind of closed out on but he, he got the shot off clean anyway totally missed it. that other wing shot in transition couldn't get much going which you kind of get a shooter off kilter a little bit you tilt them and it can go off the rails really quick and miami doesn't for as much as we've praised miami's offense and I know probably in the playoffs, Spo is going to have some more stuff to kind of get Duncan going and, and kind of initiate that action a little early to shake off some guys. But I think Miami's playbook was kind of exposed to be a little limited today. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but like there wasn't much that they could go to other than their isolation stuff and the dribble handoff. I think it's less that the playbook is limited and more so that the personnel is kind of limited. And Duncan kind of hides a lot just because of the attention that he draws. Again, if you're drawing, if teams are trapping those dribble handoffs, that typically means Miami has a four on three on the rest of the floor. And it's easier for guys to attack those creases when they're more open like that, when you're playing at an advantage. With Toronto kind of mixing in those blitzes and then switching those actions, those creases close. And then it comes into individual shot creation. As you see, Jimmy Butler had a great stretch early in the third quarter where he was drawing fouls on literally every possession. But there's no real pull-up threat outside of, I mean, the big four there in terms of creating off the bounce. It's Jimmy, it's Goron, it's Tyler Hero who finally showed up a little bit. Finally. And it's Kendrick Nunn. And when Nunn didn't have it, Butler still doesn't have his jumper. You're, I mean, you're, you're at a disadvantage. And Toronto has great defenders all over the floor anyway. So even if you get, like, Tyler going downhill, he's taking contested shots. So there was nothing – there was no easy offense being created for Miami. Yo, I was actually really, like – speaking about easy offense, I was, like, shocked that Miami was able to defend Toronto competently. All we've done is slander their defense for, like, three, four months. Uh, Iman, did that surprise you? Because I know Toronto's offense is, like, kind of middle of the pack, but Miami's defense isn't very good. Um. Yeah, no, I, I wasn't surprised. Not Not – more so because Toronto's offense just has not been good as of late. And there's just not, um, there's okay. So they've got Fred Van Vliet who went off tonight. And, um, even still like that was just getting to the line. It was really just Fred Van Vliet and Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Wow. I can't pronounce his name guys. I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Did they trade for him? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know Kyle's name. uh, Unfortunately. (laughs) 
off brand for you. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lie this entire time. Like I've never, I'm not even a fan. Um, no, but Fody. the Raptors offense has just been really bad. And I think part of that is a supporting cast. Like um, Serge Ibaka hasn't been able to hit a shot. Norm Powell hasn't been able to do anything. To, to me, it was- I Bubble Norm, bubble Norm, because previous oh, Norm oh, was yeah. killing it. Uh, and and like non-bubble surge was was really good as well. I just thought that like the Raptors offense just has looked bad in these first two games. Um, and it, it could be rust. It seemed like rust, but especially with the bench, um, it, the Raptors just are going to struggle being able to create anything in the half court. They just can't do it. They get all their baskets in transition. That's what the Raptors do. They, they get down, they push, they run. Um, they have two guards who've been able to get to the basket and, and get to the free throw line quite a bit. Credit to the Heat's defense, but also I just think the Raptors don't have it offensively right now, and something something needs to change. I don't feel like the Raptors really got out in transition at all today. They didn't. Barely. They didn't. Yeah, and they, that's why like they're the Raptors scored because they hit a lot of like a lot of threes, which is something they did not do against the Heat in the last game. There, they had a lot of good looks from threes, and and Fred was just on fire, and they got to the line. Um, but you just really can't count on that and i don't think that the raptors really created anything for themselves that made you feel comfortable as a raptor fan how do you feel about that it's like a matchup in the playoffs so like there's a lot to be said of miami kind of hunting for that three seed they play the celtics tomorrow they play the bucks on thursday their schedule is pretty brutal it gets a little easier at the end they get indiana twice so like they have some finagling to do to kind of leverage that three seed especially if boston who has not looked particularly great uh, in the first couple games so I'm kind of wondering how you feel about that as a matchup. Because that's something that, like, today is what I've always feared about this matchup. Like, they just have so many wings and defenders. And, like, Miami, Miami's offense kind of worries me at times. So, this was, like, doomsday for me. Yeah, no. I, I you know, I was talking about this earlier. I... I think the Heat are a bigger question mark because a lot of, you know, obviously what the Heat rely on are a couple of rookies and some unproven guys. Um, whereas the Celtics, I think, just have more proven threats. And the Celtics are just a better defensive team where if I don't trust the Raptors' offense, I can trust that they can get hot against the Miami Heat. I don't know that I fully trust the Raptors against the Celtics. I think that the Raptors will, like, I think the Raptors should be favored in either series. I just think the, the Heat are a worse team than the Celtics. Um, and for that reason, I, like I talked about, there's a lot of noise in winning eight out of nine games in, in overtime. There's just a lot of noise in what the Heat have been able to do. Um, but uh, yeah, so so I fear the Celtics more, but I'm scared of the Heat because I think it's going to be a slog fest. It's going to be an ugly series. And both teams are going to come out with like injuries. Like I just don't trust a healthy Raptors team coming out of a series against Miami Heat. So I want to avoid that one. The last time they played in 2016 was a bloodbath. Yes. And what I described to be, it looked like college basketball, except with players you kind of trust. That's what that series looked like. It was Oh, you trusted basketball. any of the players there? I didn't. <laughs> I mean, Dwayne Wade was on the heat. I yeah, trusted Dwayne. Like, I, I mean, for better or for worse, Dwayne I trusted Wade. Joe Johnson. I mean, like. Oh, God. Yeah. No, that was. And I feel like a series, again, would, would just look just like that. Just really slow, oh, really ugly. Cesarean section. Um just yeah and Jonas and, and Hassan both got getting hurt right away it's just like it's gonna be a bad series so I don't want that say that for Milwaukee guys why why are you slandering Goran on Twitter why are you calling him dirty let's um, air this out okay I mean he's not 
I said that I didn't think that was a dirty play. I said I thought Kelly Olynyk was a dirty play, and I called Kelly Olynyk the dirty player. Celtic Kelly Olynyk was a dirty player. Miami Heat Kelly Olynyk is an honest to god forward who plays by the rule book. You're thinking about Celtic Kelly Olynyk. There's never been a dirty Heat player. There's never been a dirty Heat player ever. But I don't like what. <laughs> I don't like what people call Dwayne Wade a dirty player. That was like a thing that was like circulating for five years. It started with the All-Star game, didn't it? With him like breaking Kobe's nose or something. It started with him kicking Ramon Shesson into nuts. Oh, yeah. There was the Rondo stuff. Poor, poor Ramon Sessions. <laughs> and then the Kobe mask thing. Um, Noted rapper killer Ramon Sessions. Really? Yeah. I mean, anyone who's ever played for the Charlotte Bobcats is considered a rapper's killer at this point. <laughs> That is so. So we have this thing on Heat Twitter called Random Scrub Heat Killer. Yeah. Right. So it's like you know, a lot of Gary Neal, Marcus Thornton, Wayne Ellington's, a lot of those guys. They when I think of Wayne Ellington, I think of the Heat. Though, so that's funny. Yeah. Well, now. <laughs> yeah. That's why they got him. It was a light years move. They got him so that it can't be used against them. That's funny. Yeah. Um, ours would be Gerald Henderson. <laughs> it really is like uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know William Liu who has a podcast he has yeah, a yeah, Gerald yeah. Henderson uh, award that he gives out every night which is the scrub on the other team that absolutely destroyed the Raptors oh we should totally do that we should steal that well, he <laughs> doesn't steal from other people so that'd be Wayne cool. Ellington of the night yeah Marcus <laughs> Thornton of the night or Gary Neal who's the who's like the pre- Nikias who's the premier heat uh random scrub heat killer is it Gary Neal Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect. At a price you'd never believe, they have over 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. And here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every time an item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer the item or it's yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code HEATBEAT20 or DealDash.FM slash HEATBEAT20. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash HEATBEAT20. Gary Neal was the one Wayne. Wayne Ellington was just infuriating when he played for Brooklyn. Does it feel like he he was always open, but then he wasn't open? He he was... <laughs> I mean, Gary Neal had the high profile one in the finals. That's true. That, that's why you got, Tolliver, you got a lot of people. That's why that would kill. I felt like Tolliver always kind of went off. Tolliver, oh my god, <laughs> he still yes. does. I see. I, I who's he with? Is he with Memphis now? Yeah, the other day he was hitting quarter threes against them. I was like, oh, they could stop. Nikaias, how do you feel yep. about a Heat-Raptors series? How do you feel about the? Because like, I, this is very possibly a second-round matchup. I don't it, want it. It would be ugly. Um, not a super fan. This is why I've kind of been of the mindset that Miami staying in that 4-5 or five bracket is probably best for them if they want to make the Houston conference. Shocking. Yeah, like it, say it that. sounds absurd on the surface, but I mean, I feel like they would be favoring the series against Indiana. They should be favored in the series against Philly at this point. And then they match up well enough with Milwaukee to make that a series. Like, Toronto just has way too many rangy offenders. And, again, if you can take away Duncan Robinson and kind of the attention that he draws, 
like the Heat just don't have an offensive threat to really that consistently beat a set defense. Like J- Jimmy is a threat inside of eight feet at this point. That's about it. Bam is a threat inside of eight feet. He, nice to see him taking more mid-range jumpers. Unleash it. But like he, he still has a ways to go as a shot creator. Like the fact that he did, it didn't even seem like he tried to post up OG once today, which is a little bit concerning. Mm-hmm. And it's confusing because he just kind of didn't do that, and then he gets basically doubled by Serge Ibaka and Gasol on one possession and throws up a hook and makes it. I'm just like, well, <laughs> tried on the smaller guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think the yeah. only dude willing to post up people on this team right now is Jimmy. Jimmy got Fred on him a couple times, and he was taking him down low. Not to much success, but he, he was trying. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know what to think about Jimmy late right now. He, he just seems to be in his head. Like, he's very passive, and I don't understand. Like, early third quarter Jimmy, if you import him into the last two possessions, I feel like the Heat get at least one trip to the foul line instead of those two turnovers. I mean, that the first turnover was bad. I mean, like, Kyle... Kyle didn't even touch it. It wasn't even close. I don't even know why that review took so long. Yeah. It just made it even – it made it more frustrating for me to have to watch that over and over again because he just – that was very Joel Anthony-esque, how he did not catch that pass. I don't think it was a great pass. It was a workable I, pass. It was Goran that gave it to him, right? Really Kyle was on him. Kyle, like, was there. I I didn't think it was a great pass. I – I can give Jimmy crap for that, and I guess Jimmy is, like, the main person at fault, but I don't know. I didn't think it was an amazing pass. I feel like it was just, like, a a miscommunication. It goes both ways. I thought it was really catchable, and it just, like, hit the side of his arm like he didn't remember how to catch a fastball. It was bad. I hate when games end that way because it's just no fun. It just makes everybody mad. Like, Iman, like, you're a Raptors fan. Like, you watch that. Like, are you happy? Um, no, Probably. no, no, I'm not, no, genuinely <laughs> I'm not though, I'm not though, like back-to-back turnovers is just like, you kind of just, just like, ugh, the heat, and are we supposed to take this team seriously? No offense, but, um, I, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, it was, it was a, a close game, it was a lot closer than I thought it would be, honestly, like the heat just don't give up, they're a team that like just keeps coming back, so to see them sort of collapse like that in the final minute, um, no, it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting for anyone. Would you say they have culture? Um, yeah, yeah. Culture is taking out Kyle Lowry's eye and trying to maim someone else. Boston Olympic. That's not Heat Olympic. Someone, someone just... called it Maim Ami Heat or something. Someone tweeted me something along those lines because um, I was talking about them trying to maim our guys. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is finally kicking off this week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, Bet Online sat down with former pro athletes Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champion Robert Ory. See what they had to say and what it'll be like playing about fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit betonline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, so before we go, I want to get into something you were tweeting about because I think it's I think it's interesting. Uh, you, you were on a, you were on a very weird... 
You're in a very weird. You know what's funny? I was supposed to have Alf, Alf nine five four, he's with the president, on to yell at you about this, but he's a coward and didn't want to come on after a loss. So Alf is a coward. <laughs> I think he's doing five on the floor now. Check out whatever they do over there. Um, you said that Masai Ujiri is a better general manager than Pat Riley. Yeah, yeah, and I got like it's it's fun. Honestly, like, I didn't realize this, and I'm really late to this. Pissing off Heat Twitter is like a really fun pastime. Like no one told me about this. I've been like playing around with these Boston Celtics and my and Milwaukee Bucks for so long. Um, <laughs> you got a target over here that you never. Really <laughs> I didn't realize it. Very very passionate. Um, but hear 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 me out, guys. I'm not like everyone's like talking about a million years. Like Nigeria is a fairly new GM and president. I'm saying let's look at these two teams over the last seven years. Masai Jury has done a better job. And if you put him in Miami, you give him America, for one. You give him a warm climate versus uh, a city where it snows in May. And you give him no state income tax versus another country where apparently players get taxed twice because they play in Canada but are American. You take away all the disadvantages that Canada has. Give him all the advantages that Florida has. And the Miami Heat are a better team than they are right now because they weren't dishing out contracts to guys who um, got high on a plane and ended up being waived and are now the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm just I'll way to a title. I don't know. Um... <laughs> I, I think that Masai Jiri has done just a much better job in the last seven or eight years with a very shit hand. <laughs> and the Miami Heat get a lot of credit, but it's kind of like they did not do as great of a job with a, a, a better hand. I mean, they obviously there was there was a shit hand in there, Chris Bosh and all sorts of things. But uh, Yeah, no, their best player almost died. Their generational center. That's another died. thing. Like this Chris Bosch love. Oh my god, stop it. No, uh, one one thing at a time, Iman. <laughs> um I will say one thing about about the Masai Pat thing that I think's really unfair that, that you yeah. were doing. So Pat's been here almost thirty years, installed I mean, quote unquote a culture and not just a culture, but just um an identity like the heat have a very clear identity. I know Masai has done that over there too, but I mean, Pat's been doing this for 30 years over here. Right. And it's been 30 years of, of success. So success, not just, not just the three titles, but a lot of Eastern conference finals appearances, um, a lot of playoff appearances, uh, very few lottery appearances. And I think the last seven years is not really, I mean, I think the first four or the first three, we can really attribute some of those decisions to Chris Bosch. And the last two have been really good. I mean, they, they managed to get Jimmy Butler without cap space. They've done a great job of scouting and drafting. I mean, Duncan Robinson is an undrafted free agent who's terrified the daylights out of the Raptors that they went through all hell to, to contain him. One of five. One of five. Like, but I mean, that was their defensive game plan. I mean, their Which, game plan was. Which I mean, is a... credit to Masai Ujiri for putting together such a brilliant defensive team. Talk about undrafted guys. Fred Van Vliet, I mean, thirty-six points, lit up the team. Undrafted. But to take to cherry pick seven years I'm out not... of. Okay, here here's the thing about cherry. Okay, and I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, and I'm not like fighting this to like. Yeah, I, like, I don't actually care either. Like, it's not something that I strongly <laughs> believe. It's something that I say on Twitter. But but here's my thing. Um, a, calling one person better than the other person, I don't think is calling the other person trash. Like that's that's one thing that I want to say. That's how Twitter works, Yvonne. Number two, number two. I'm looking at if you look at the sort of most recent years, because we can't sort of pull on 20 years or 30 years of Masai Jiri's career. Which I mean, credit to Pat Riley doing it for as long as he has. The he 
not been as successful in the last few years as the Toronto Raptors, despite being um, Their good. most successful they run ever compared to the Heat's lowest in... point. That's not fair. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm talking yeah, about sort of, I'm talking about, I'm, I'm talking about since Masai Ujiri has been an executive. You look at kind of both of their resumes and you're like, yeah, Pat Riley, really great job at undrafting and developing these guys. Masai Ujiri, holy shit, yeah, that's a much better team. A, a team with zero lottery picks winning a championship? That's pretty impressive. Um, taking a team, I just want to say this, taking a team with no draft picks, in playing luxury tag, uh, out of the playoffs for five straight years and in 20 minutes turning that team to uh, the best run in franchise history. Like, Masai Ujiri came into the worst situation in sports and turned it around without a single bad year. Like, the Raptors' worst year in that was like a 48 or 49 win the team. The worst situation in probably, sports? It, worst situation in basketball. The Toronto Raptors were the worst situation in Did basketball. Did the Knicks die? They were a better team. They were like, they had mellow and they were winning like 54 games that year. When Masai Jiri came to the Toronto Raptors, they were in the worst situation in sports and within 20 minutes created a team whose worst record was 48 wins. That's impressive. Listen. There we go. We'll agree to, we'll agree to disagree. I will, <laughs> I, will, uh, I will relent to the guests. She's a homie. Nikias, before we head out, can you hear me, Nikias? I just seen Nikias' chest on the camera. Guys has checked out. He walked away. He did not. What have is he time doing? For... Is he done with this? Was he done with Masai Pat talk? I was gonna noted Lowry was... hater. Nakai is done. No, yeah. I'm He's just mad because I mean, Chris Middleton had a rough bubble. Lowry. Are we gonna talk about that? About what? Are we gonna talk about like the reason this conversation is silly because it like does not depend on Pat Riley the person versus Masai the person. There are a million like. Luck plays way more into being a successful GM than like making the right decision because Masai tried to do things that would have ruined the Raptors like indefinitely. Like and Pat Riley did do what? things. Which, that what, what did Masai try to do so, that would ruin the Raptors indefinitely? I mean, didn't he try to trade Lowry? Well, like he was going to trade like, the Rose Yeah, yeah he was going to trade Lowry in 2013. Um, but that would have just changed the complete trajectory of the team he would have just not he wouldn't have built around DeMar DeRozan it's not like we would have had the same stretch of Toronto Raptors it was just like hey this Brian Colangelo team I'm done with it I'm gonna build this team in my own vision which would have been a completely different team the Raptors would have had a high draft pick that year um which I think was the season that Giannis was coming out and Masai Ujiri part of Giannis coming to Canada I'm pretty sure he would have targeted him um but but like the the team just would be completely different we know that like Masai's guy was Giannis. He was trying to get into that draft as hard as possible. Had he traded Lowry for a pick, that's probably the direction the Raptors would have went in. So real quick, kind of pivoting and kind of closing out the show. Nikaias, you think that they're going to – you think that looking ahead to Boston and Milwaukee, do you think that he can kind of get out of this with a winning record or no? The week. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see them split because I think – um, even with Milwaukee suffering that tough loss to Houston, like Milwaukee basically has to win a game to clinch the number one overall seed. So it went, and Bud has been going with a lot of full bench lineups for whatever reason. Like, I don't think he's been taking these games extremely serious in terms of the lineups that he's been throwing out. So it wouldn't surprise me if we don't see like a big Giannis stretch on Thursday night. Love so it, it wouldn't surprise me. Like, and Miami's matched up well with Milwaukee this year anyway. So I'm kind of. I'm kind of anticipating a heat win there, which sounds absurd, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I think mine comes out of the record. I think they lose the Boston to beat Milwaukee. You don't think that getting the three seeds like, like live or die, like yeah, I, 
No, I think they should stay in the four five. Me too. Do you like Do you like Indy or Philly more? I haven't asked you this. Uh, I, I would still rather face Indy. I want the Sixers, man. Bring me the Sixers. Bring me, bring me Ben's head. Let's get the slander going. See, I care less about that. I'm here for no. I'm here for jokes, man. I'm here for jokes. I'm here for Shake Milton jokes. I'm here for Ben jokes. I'm here for Joel jokes. I need that content. That's what's gonna make this fun. You see, you're talking to the fun bastard. I'm making jokes regardless. I mean, so look, I there's TJ Warren jokes, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid jokes. You know, one's way better than the other. Although those Pacer fans, Iman, you want to go after a fan base? Go after the Pacer fans. They're so annoying. They're so sad, oh, my... though. They They're live in so Indiana. Sad. You guys live in Miami. I can make fun of that. You guys have, like, nice weather <laughs> and, like, beaches. <laughs> like, I'm not making fun of, like, tax. corn. I don't know what exists in Indiana. I'm in Canada. <laughs> corn rolls. <laughs> I just, like, imagine, like, hay fields. Like, I don't know. Jack, right? Didn't you live in Indiana? I did live in Indiana. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But I lived in the place where OG and Anobi was. So, like, okay. the good part of Indiana. Yeah. Fellow, fellow Hoosier, OG and Anobi, and future Heat player, Victor Oladipo, also former Hoosier. I don't want Oladipo. So, I'm, I'd yeah. so much rather have every other star associated with the Heat rather than Oladipo. That's Mitchell, up. Beal, or Giannis, or any of the other people. I don't want Oladipo. Oladipo's like very comfortably the worst one. And the boy, the biggest the risk. It's not happening. Like, I'm sorry. Giannis is not going to come to the Heat. Heat Twitter has essentially yeah, become... Giannis is coming to Toronto. Everyone thinks they're getting Giannis. Warriors Twitter is like convinced that they're getting Giannis. We've been on this. We've and, Andy Twitter's Lou been and on this people. since 2015. <laughs> We've been doing this forever. I mean, come on. We all think we're getting Giannis. We just know that the Knicks aren't getting Giannis. That's the only thing we do know. <laughs> I get the masses a little. I hope you guys make the conference finals, though. I'll say that. Yes, I'm let's rooting. go. We have an I'm, ally. See as you long there. As you guys are in the the four five spot. I'm, I'm See you for, there. For my we'll do this again. Eastern yeah, we'll do, when's, when are the conference finals? Is it on October? I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm all fucked up with my dates now. Amon, where can people what find? The off season? Yeah, the off season's like two weeks. Know that yet? Hmm? The off is like two weeks. Like for real, they're they're planning to start the next season on time still. December, right? December one yeah. still. Something like that. December, January, it's, somewhere in there. It's ridiculous. Um, it's messed up. Iman, where can people find your work? Where can people find your podcast? Dishes and dimes. Um, we've got some exciting things in the works. We talked some playoff preview with with Boston and Miami for for the Raptors. Um, I I said that you know I'd prefer to play Boston over Miami, so that that was my take. So yeah. Nikias, have you been on Distance and Dimes? We're gonna. I have. If he's on before me, I'm gonna raise hell because I thought I had the Heat Raptors market cornered, and I see Nikias on Raptor podcast, and that shit offends me. You know, we're, we'll bring both of you guys on at the same time. Answer for your war crimes, Nikias. You see, they're looking for a Heat voice for those pods. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.